What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast where two knuckleheaded pastors are chopping it up about what we are learning in church revitalization. And uh, Kyle, today is Friday. Uh, we're recording this in faith that Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary is still standing <laughs> after my chapel sermon that I'm preaching as people listen to this that I have preached the day before. So at New Orleans, I think we talked about this, at New Orleans, they followed my time with a prayer and scripture reading time to kind of like maybe cleanse the place, just to reset it. So so anyway, here's hoping that everything went well yesterday and uh, people still want to listen to me. But something else happening at Southwestern Seminary is their upcoming preview date. Preview days are your opportunity to see firsthand all that Southwestern Seminary has to offer. During your visit, you'll tour the campus, speak with faculty members, attend a panel discussion with fellow students, hear from President Adam W. Greenway, and experience the unique campus community of Southwestern Seminary. Spring Preview Day, April 8th, and you can register today at swibbits.edu forward slash preview. Kyle, are you going to go to that? Uh, I am not planning on going to the preview day, I'm afraid. I thought you said if they would feed you, you would come, and I oh. hope they're going to feed you. <laughs> you could probably go. How are you doing, man? Uh, Matt, I'm a little sad. Do you know why I'm a little sad? I have a suspicion. You you did not complete your Wordle today. <laughs> I did complete my Wordle. It was, it, was, um, uh, it, was, it, was, it was difficult, but I completed it. And I'm feeling pretty good about my Wordle, um, my Wordle skills, but actually. Before you, but before you go on to what you're really upset about, like, I don't like it when it's the two letter deal <laughs> where, you know, you get a hint and that, you know, just kind of assume. And so your brain starts thinking. And there are like 14 words word that will fit with that. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, A was in there twice. Okay, great. And yep. so. So anyway, I really lucked out with, for whatever reason, I tried Aloha, and uh, that that got me pretty close one day. And uh, but but anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. You are pretty upset. You're sad. Yeah. You're depressed. This is a bad day because today should have been what uh, the day when pitchers and catchers report. As we record this on Tuesday, that today was the day. It was the magical day that we all look forward to. When pitchers and catchers report, you know, gloves are hitting mitts. And we can say this is kind of the unofficial start to baseball season. Yeah. And it did not happen. Yes. It's like you suffer through the Super Bowl. Like, who really cares? Yeah. Men in tights running around, jumping all over each <laughs> other. I mean, it's basically WWF. It's not really real. I mean, it seems pretty scripted and fake and rigged. Uh, and so we get to come to this national pastime. Yeah. It's, but it's like the thing that cleanses, you know, all the kind of this winter gloom yeah. and it, like, you know, that spring and summer's coming when, when baseball season starts and, and, you know, I'm sad. Um, and, you know, I hope this doesn't go on too long. I hope they can figure it out um, because as we were reminded Sunday night um, in a song that a lot of us hadn't heard in, in a lot of years, you only get one shot 
<laughs> one opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> That is for sure. So, Matt, uh, I have to ask: Did 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 you go to a Super Bowl party Sunday night? No. Okay. Uh, in fact, I did not go to one, precisely to stay home and watch it by myself. Oh, nice. Yeah, we we did. Um, and and like a good youth group, we did not watch the halftime show. Um, because <laughs> even as, as epic as it was, you just never know, right? Especially with that lineup, you never know what was going to happen. So instead we did karaoke and, oh. and I learned, we did Disney karaoke primarily, and, and, but I learned something. So the youth pastor, uh, Tyler Butler and I did a duet, um, that totally changed the meaning of the song, whole new world when two guys <laughs> sing it. <laughs> It was, it was, and I'm afraid there's, there's probably video evidence out there of, of us singing a whole new world. It was fantastic. February 18th, the day that Kyle non-alcoholic Beerman was canceled on. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome, dude. Did you, uh, did, did you have a good time? And and so I remember the Super Bowl parties were used to, you could buy like the little or the big game party, sorry, big game party. Uh, I don't think we're allowed to say Super Bowl party, big game party. Uh, where you would buy like the little package deal from some kind of ministry and it would come with like a devotional deal that you would, you would start as soon as the halftime started. It was just long enough. The year that I remember distinctly was the Janet Jackson uh, malfunction year. We had like, somebody was rejecting this nonsense of this Christian alternative. They had the TV in the other room watching it. We all had to watch Reggie White, I think it was, share the gospel. And I hear from the other room, all these guys say, oh, my God, oh, my God. (laughs) And so, like, it was just this unknown, like, we didn't, like, all the youth, we didn't know what had happened. We didn't know that something took place. And then, you know, we found out very quickly what had happened. And Yeah. So I missed that halftime show. I think Michelle and I were on our way, like, to a couple of different – parties that we were hitting that night. And so at halftime we were like driving, but I know one of my college professors had his senior adult Sunday school class over watching the Super Bowl, And, and for whatever reason, they did not uh, have an alternative activity planned for the Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson (laughs) halftime show. And so they, uh, they had a halftime show that they'll never forget. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I think you or somebody pointed out the, the age breakdown in social media of who was just losing their mind yeah. over it in a negative sense. And those like Ashley Unzicker that were living <laughs> their best life. Yes. Like, it, it was right there on that generational divide. It yep. was so amazing to watch. And I would see somebody like our age said, man, that, that halftime show was so great. And there was always like, it was like eight or nine comments down <laughs> What I think we just need to have just a a, a devotional uh, in the middle, you know, something like that. Like yeah. they were so upset, or it would be like the picture of like Clint Clint Black or something. Yeah. Like, I'm not this. <laughs> and uh, so so yeah, it was pretty amazing. So, so I'll say this: I, I was not a big hip hop fan in in high school, um, but I did. I mean, even that, like, there were a bunch of songs in there that I recognized that you know, kind of for for a large part of our generation, kind of made up the soundtrack of their adolescence. Um, but I'll say this. The set was one of the best Super Bowl concert sets that I've ever seen. It was just, it was really cool with the different rooms and um, very well done. So there you go, Matt. There's some ideas for the, for the pastor's conference. Um, you know, you, you need a, um, 
you, you need a couple of cars and at least one preacher. Uh, I'll, I'll nominate Mark Clifton to come in upside down, uh, like 50 Cent did. Come from the roof, come from the that rafters I upside would, down. I would pay to see. I would give <laughs> my own sponsorship to the pastors' conference to see that. Here's what I do want from the Super Bowl. I want Dwayne the Rock Johnson yes. to do our pastor invitate our pastor introduction. Introductions. <laughs> oh man, that was so great. And yes. uh so he's a good hype man. Yeah, yeah very good hype man. The hype man. He should be our MC for sure. It should not be me. I don't need a live mic uh in front of thousands of people, but well, but. well Matt, speaking of hype men, we we all need guys around us who will help support us and help us um prepare help help us get psyched up um or just help carry us through tough times right i want to stand and clap for you right now that was, <laughs> that was really well done so kyle uh what we're going to talk about today as you were alluding to is aaron and her we've talked about barnabas before you know usually when you talk about encouragers and ministry that's as barnabas that's actually who i am preaching about at southwestern seminary uh, but when i was at new orleans i preached uh exodus 17 8 through 16 where we have the amalekites are attacking the israelites and just to kind of set the stage we're not going to get into the context all that kind of stuff but you've got joshua down on the battlefield and then you have Moses, Aaron, and Hur that go up on a hillside and up to the top of the hill. And when Moses would lift his hands, the Israelites would win and prevail. When he would drop his hands, they would start to lose. And so, you know, I don't know if you've ever kind of tried to hold your hands up for a long time, but uh, it does kind of wear on you. And certainly he's an older guy, so his arms are starting to droop. Well, enter Aaron and Hur. Aaron gets on one side, her on the other, and they lift up his arms. And of course, the arms stayed up. The Israelites prevailed. And then we read uh, that Moses built an altar and named it, the Lord is my banner. And so when I preached this, I talked about how we need people who will fight. We need people who will pray. That needs to be all of us. There's times that we need to fight. There's times that we need to pray. But we also need to be looking all around us for people that we can lift up, that we can encourage. And then I also took a moment just to kind of give a sidebar, like the whole you're not David moment uh, for, for me, uh, was that at the end of the day, it wasn't about Joshua fighting. It wasn't about Moses praying. It wasn't about Aaron and her uh, helping. It was God who gave them victory. And we see that where he says, the Lord is my banner. So, so the, God still gets the glory. But yet we still need to have those times where we're fighting faithfully, we're praying faithfully, that we're helping. And so we're going to talk today about being an Aaron and a her. And especially for baseball fans right now, we're struggling. We need somebody to pick us up, keep us moving forward. And, uh, and so, Kyle, my first question for you would be, who is an a Aaron and a her in your life, somebody that at a certain time, maybe when you were doing your dissertation or the difficulties at Alamogordo or whatever it was, somebody that's been kind of that Aaron or her in your life. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not just saying this because you're on here, but you really have been that for the last several years. Um, uh, because I mean, you, you were always one of the first texts or calls, um, that I would make on, you know, and for, for both celebrating good things and um, airing frustrations. Um, 
And, you know, I think we were able to really bounce some ideas off of each other. And when we were pastoring bounce, uh, you know, like I said, wins and, and losses and, um, you know, celebrate good days and bad days. And, and I think, um, even though <laughs> as, as we're recording this, we are both no longer in the, in the churches we were in when we first met, but, but I, I think we both kind of helped each other, um, stay longer probably than we would have otherwise. And, and, uh, see the churches through, um, some, some trials and some struggles to hopefully, you know, a place of, uh, stronger health than, than when we got there. Yeah, for sure. And as you were talking about it, specifically also celebrating, you know, a lot of times when we think of, you know, a Barnabas or, or in this case, Aaron or her, we're thinking of somebody that's lifting you up in a, in a downtime, you know, that, you know, either like at Alamogordo, when y'all were dealing with, you know, trying to sell the property or moving or all that kind of stuff, merging, there were, there were some down days that we obviously talked about and encouraged one another, but also somebody that you can truly celebrate with. Like in this moment, Moses isn't struggling. Of course, he's weary, but he's praying. He's worshiping in this moment. And so it's not like this downtime for Moses. These guys are there helping him and encouraging him and lifting him up in what would be a good time. He's he's in the middle of the war, even though he's not fighting it. And for me, I'm like, that'd probably be a little better. I mean, I could just pray. That'd be okay. You know, and so they're there to, to encourage and celebrate and lift them up there. And we need those guys too, not just the ones that, hey, when you're having a bad day, you reach out. We have to have that. But also somebody that you can call and say, man, today was just a great day. Or, you know, I, I, I think it was either Andrew Abair or Michael Kreiner, who I would say would be one of, uh, one of mine as well, including you. I'll say that too, since you're on this pod. Uh, but, uh, but no, Aaron, I mean, uh, Andrew and Michael at one point, either one of them, I had prefaced something I was about to say, like, I don't want to sound, you know, prideful or, you know, I, I, I don't want you to think this is about me, but man, today was just a great sermon. It just, it connected well. And like, they interrupted me like mid sentence and said, look, like we know when we've preached well, and you can't put that out on Twitter and be like, man, I yeah. just, I just preached a banger sermon, man. It was just money. Like you can't go out and do that, yeah. but you do need somebody that you can say and just celebrate with, you know, Hey Kyle, man, today just connected. Like it was a home run because usually those are few and far between. So yeah. when you have one celebrate it, and if you're yeah. like, well, I can't, I can't tell anybody this was a great day. You need somebody <laughs> also that you can celebrate those wins with. And, uh, and not have to put on that kind of pretense of, oh, you know, I don't want to sound prideful or arrogant or anything, you know, and, and, and whatever, like you need somebody that you can celebrate those things, uh, with. And, and, uh, for, for me, yes, you, uh, you know, Michael, Andrew, there's many of those that, that I think we could list. Uh, one that I, I talked about in the sermon was actually a, a retired pastor named, uh, Dick Sisk. And I was serving in a very difficult pastorate, which you know all about, and uh, before Mayhill. And Dick was the pastor uh, about 100 miles or so from me. And, uh, but we would meet kind of halfway once a week. And he mentored me and encouraged me. And all along the way was that guy that if there was a good day, which those were pretty few, uh, but we would celebrate. We would say, you know, what can you you know, redo again, like, what did you learn from it? That kind of deal. But also somebody when I was struggling and weary, keeping me moving forward. And, uh, and so it's important to have those people in our uh, lives. And so going back to Aaron and her, 
a little bit. Looking at that text, you have Joshua that is fighting. You've got Moses that's praying. You've got Aaron and her that are helping. And uh, and so, Kyle, let's let's shift away from Aaron and her for a moment and look at Joshua and Moses. Why why might or what can we learn from in this text? Why you have Joshua fighting? Why you have Moses praying? Why are those two things so clearly important when it comes to ministry? Yeah, well. Believe it or not, um, pastors don't spend all their time in their office or in their study um, on their knees praying, right? What? And, and studying. I, I know, right? What? Shocking. <laughs> I don't know about you. I spend 12, 12 hours a day. Yeah, 12 hours a day on, on your knees. And, 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 and here's the reality, right? If, if somebody did that, in, in a lot of ways, their ministry would be in, ineffective because ministry requires that you're with people. Right. You just and, and so, um, you know, regardless of what people think, I've never met a pastor who spends that much time in, in prayer in isolated in his office um, because they're, they're pressing needs of ministry that um, that require his attention. And so in, in the work of ministry, we need others to come along and lift us up. Right. As we as we've talked about. Um, because there is work of ministry and, and every pastor will know this. There, there's, there are some things in ministry that, that you will experience that, that you can't share with people in your church, that you can't share sometimes even with your spouse, depending on what, what it is that you're encountering. Um, and so we need people who will lift up pastors as they deal with things and sometimes have to carry burdens that no one else, um, can know about, right. In some cases, legally, no one else can know about the, the, the things that a pastor knows. Um, and, and so that, that can become burdensome. Um, and so to have people who come alongside and, and are willing to pray for and are willing to serve, uh, that lightens his burden as he seeks to serve well and to love his people well, and to be available to meet, uh, to meet those pressing needs that come up in a, in a church. Um, you know, I think uh, your pastor Bart uh, shared earlier this week about, um, you know, one of the reasons that he's so diligent to kind of plan out a sermon calendar is because unexpected things happen in the, the work of ministry, like funerals, right? Those are almost never planned out well ahead of time. Um, de- death is a very inconvenient thing, right? It happens um, often unexpectedly and, uh, and it, it can, it disrupts so much one of the things that can disrupt is a pastor's week in, in a hurry, right? And if you get, have one of those hopefully rare weeks where you have two, maybe three funerals, that can really throw things off and um, and cause attention to be diverted elsewhere, which means um, if you have people who can come along and pick up the slack, um, the, the ministry can keep going forward uh, without ever skipping a beat. Yeah, and I think that was a missed opportunity for Bart just to practice his Leviticus sermon at one of the funerals. I mean, why, why, why write three sermons in a week? Just preach Uh, Leviticus 15 with the bodily discharges. I mean, why not? Why not? And uh, (laughs) depending upon the death Uh, so, so I, I think we can look at this text a little bit kind of in a twofold manner. One is to the listeners that are tuning in that are pastors uh, where, you know, encourage those that you know that are truly just down in the trenches in a moment of, you know, maybe they're doing a revival or just a building program or something like that, that they're in the middle of just the fight. 
uh, a good fight, bad fight, whatever, uh, where you're looking for them, those that are just devoted to prayer and, uh, and then come alongside of them and help however you can uh, fight with them, um, not against them, uh, pray with them, help them. Uh, but I think it also, we could look at this and how it relates to our churches uh, In all of our churches. We have people that are doing some of the hard work, the dirty work, uh, you know, the ones that are opening up, they're locking doors, they're turning on the air, they're turning on the heat, uh, they're running the sound, they're doing all of the work. And then you've got those that, you know, maybe they can't be necessarily involved, involved, uh, but they pray faithfully and they're engaged uh, faithfully to, to the ministry of the church. But I think pastors also need those people in their churches that as they're serving, as they're laboring, that are come alongside and saying, hey, I've got your right hand, you've got, you know, the left hand and just carry them forward in in some of those times of difficulty. Uh, so if you're listening to this as a church member, uh, you know, reach out to your pastor and just say, hey, is there anything that you need right now? Like, do you need a break? Uh, do you need help with something? You know, we've talked about this before. One of the best things you can do is maybe look for a hat that they're wearing that maybe is just taking a little bit of time and time away from prayer, time away from sermon prep, time away from some of those things and say, hey, I'll wear that for a little while. Maybe you reach out to them and say, hey, how can I help you? Uh, or what can I come alongside and do with you and learn from you? And so if you are a pastor, uh, I think our message today is just look for those that you can pray for, that you can encourage, that you can lift up, uh, but also as a church member, uh, look to your pastor and just Come alongside, help him however you can, and encourage him because the the more he is encouraged, uh, the more he is prayed for, the more he is lifted up. Uh, you know, the better ultimately you're going to benefit, and uh, and so you you reap the rewards too because we're not going to have very many pastors out there that say, "Hey, I am struggling because people are just encouraging me too much, people are just helping me too much." I don't know any pastors that say that. Usually we are discouraged and we're not always encouraged. Usually we're, we're tired, we're not always rested. And so we need those people that say, hey, here's a, you know, a rock like they placed under Moses, sit and rest, right? You know, there's still work to do, but you need to rest for a moment. Uh, you know, hey, let me, let me take this load off of you and just lift your hands. Uh, and so I think this has a message really for pastors as we kind of work with our fellow pastors and encourage one another also for church members to help and come alongside their pastor. Kyle, any final thoughts? Yeah. You know, I was just thinking as in, in the roles that we both have now in a local church, um, I, I'm enjoying kind of getting to be on the other side of that, right. Getting to be that, that guy who's, who's told our pastor, whatever you need, right. Um, being able to come along and support support he and our, and our youth pastor. And um, it's a, it's a very different role. I know. And for you as well with, with Bart than, than what we've experienced over the last 20 years or so. Um, but it, I, I can say from, from this side of things, knowing, knowing as a pastor, how much I appreciated um, being, you know, having guys and, and men and women who would take the burden like that. Um, it's a joy now to be on the other side and to be able to be that for the pastor. So yeah, if you're listening, um, you know, listen, there, there may be some, sometimes that you're asked to do something that's a mildly inconvenient, <laughs> um, but, but know that you will bless your uh, pastors and bless your church. And, and ultimately um, you, you will help them 
succeed in ministry if you can be that Aaron or that her coming alongside them. I want to be the opposite for Bart. <laughs> you want to be the discourage. You want to be the. Uh, I want to come and pull his arms down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you want to be Tobiah, right? Nehemiah, the guy who's like chunking rocks that Nehemiah always trying to build the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't you send us out, man, before we get in trouble? All right. Well, until next week, and I hope, Matt, that next week we come back and we talk about. Uh, the fact that pitchers and catchers have reported. I'm believing in, in fam naming it and claiming it, baby, right here, yeah. that, that next week we'll have baseball. Uh, but at any rate, until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. I do declare. I declare. Hey, wouldn't it be funny, though, if this goes live and they've announced an agreement and they, they're... Oh, they're, that would be fantastic. Right now, that would be so amazing. Yes. All right, thanks, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today at Not Another Baptist Podcast. We're also grateful for our sponsors, the Christian Standard Bible, who present the truth of God's Word with accuracy and clarity for today's readers, equipping them for lifelong discipleship. It's a Bible you can teach from with confidence and a Bible you can share with your neighbor hearing God's Word for the very first time. The CSB, accurate, readable, shareable. Visit csbible.com for more. What's wrong with you people?